I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. Like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. Welcome to the surprise episode. Surprise! Surprise, Were you guys like legit surprised? (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I almost, I was so freaked out. I peed my pants a little bit. (laughs) We can only hope. No, we're jumping in because uh, we have a surprise interview with director Sonia O'Hara. She stars in, and she's also the director of a movie called Mid-Century, which is now available on demand. Yeah. So we were just so excited because she actually has some spooky stories to share with us. And she got to work with Bruce Dern and Stephen Lang on this movie. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If you have not already, you have to watch Stephen Lang in Don't Breathe. Oh my gosh. No, I have and I'm just gonna say two words. Turkey baster. You've never recovered from the turkey baster scene. How can you? Yeah, there's no... How can you? There's no bouncing back from that one. No, but first, quick reminder that uh, Haunted AF will be returning August 4th. In the meantime, we are posting mini-sodes at patreon.com slash Haunted AF. We have got loads of great spooky stories over there. In fact, we're going to share one with you in just a minute. Yeah, sometimes like these stories that are on our Patreon page will end up in our top 10 at the end of the year, so it's really good stuff. We're also still posting the Movie Minute podcast at juliesesso.com. You can listen to that anywhere you find podcasts. Every week we talk about our favorite streaming shows or new movies. Last week we covered Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. This week we're going to share our thoughts on the new Pixar movie Lightyear. And we also have uh, free movie passes to give away. So real quick before we start sharing the stories, I had to tell everybody something that happened last night. So I was watching TV with my husband mm-hmm. in the living room. And you know how I've told you before that our lights will randomly flicker in yes. that living room every now and then. Yes. It's always so incredibly strange. Well it hasn't happened in a long time. Uh-huh. I'd say nine months to a year. Not since, since you got the vacuum out. Not since we saged. Remember oh, when we yeah, walked to right. this house? Yeah. Okay then. Okay. So it so, obviously works for at least a little bit. So I'm watching TV with my husband mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Instagram and Rachel Marie sent me a video from someone named Cassie Manfield's page. And okay. this is at Cassie Mansfield. This was on her story. I'm sure it's not available anymore. But she was sharing this video from her security cameras in her house that had uh-huh. been triggered by motion detectors but when she looked there was no motion there was like an orb in there and her lights were turning on and off by themselves so it was a creepy video I'm just sitting in my chair and the lights started (gasps) no they didn't they did stop so so, and my husband's sitting there so and they do this like it was a random pattern they haven't done before they did like the flicker really hard Uh and then stop and then flicker really hard and then they like slowly dimmed all the way down until the room freaky yeah do you have dimmer switches at all in this house we do every room has a dimmer switch so still 
that's so freaky. It was so wild. And it turned completely dark. And my husband was like, what the hell is going on? And yes. I was cracking up because I'm watching this video where lights are flickering. And sure enough, I turned, put my phone I, down and we didn't have any problems for the rest of the night. I bet your ghost <laughs> got jealous. It's like, like how what? dare you watch somebody else's ghost on TikTok? Yeah. He's like, look what I can yeah, do. Yeah, look, I can do it for you in real life. That's way cooler. I got talents. Yeah. Okay. So let's kick this off with our very first story. Uh, wanted to share this one from Sean who says, hey, hope graduation went off well and you're rested now. Thank you, Sean. That's it, really sweet. So Sean says, so me and my pup Adele just moved into a nice two bedroom home, but it's definitely haunted. Me and Adele were walking up the stairs to go to bed when lo and behold, I heard a lady talking. Mm. Adele stopped and looked at me. Then we both ran downstairs. We got to the bottom and looked up the stairs. We heard giggling and a lady talking again. I said really loudly, lady, I don't care if you stay here, but I I will be damned if you're going to haunt me. Seriously, I love this place, and she is not going to run me off. She kept talking, of course, but I couldn't make out what she was saying. Me and Adele went back up the stairs once it got quiet again, but as soon as we laid down, my TV, no shit, turned on without the remote. I turned it off and went to the bathroom, but when I came back, TV was on again. Adele was just cocking her head, not scared at all, and I was like, okay, I'll keep the damn TV on. (laughs) Then it shut off on its own. Like, make up your mind, you know? know? Ah, indecisive ghost. Uh, about five minutes later, my phone took a picture all on its own. Oh my goodness. So when I, so I guess I have a funny lady in my new place because she likes to play games. And Sean's only been in this place for like a week or so now. Sean, please send us the picture that your phone accidentally took. I'd like to know what it's of. Ooh. Right? <laughs> what if we find something? What if it's the TV lady or something? It's a ghost dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can see right through it. <laughs> we hadn't heard that in a while have we i love the metal ones i know i really really do okay so this is a story that actually came to our patreon page a few weeks ago and we just had to share it with everybody because it's wonderful it's from jason who says hello ladies thank you for taking the time to read my story i was hesitant to send it but my wife insisted yes and after listening to your podcast you guys are awesome so i thought what the hell my name is jason and i live and work in the pacific northwest in a medium-sized sheriff's office i've been in law enforcement for over 20 years and spent the majority of my career as a patrol k nine handler. During that time, I've handled two different patrol dogs, but this story is about my first partner, Rolo. My wife named him after a character off of the Outlander series. Now, every single canine handler thinks their dog is the best of the best, but Rolo was truly a one in a million dog. Over 100 pounds of Belgian Malinois, I think. That's how you say it. I'm not sure. (laughs) Malinois? (laughs) Acquired from the Netherlands. He was supposed to go to the military, but they never came to pick him up, so we started working together. Rolo helped capture hundreds of suspects throughout his career and endured being punched, kicked, choked, shot at, and everything in between. Rolo's job was to hunt and find bad guys, and he was very good at his job. He's still the only canine in our agency to be awarded the Medal of Valor for helping arrest a homicide suspect. He's 14 now and living the retired life. So our story took place about 10 years ago. Rolo and I were working the graveyard shift, and around 3 a.m., we got an alarm call at a residence in a rural part of our county. When patrol got there, they found the front door wide open and the property owner said that that door was supposed to be locked. So Rolo and I rolled out there to help search and clear the residence. 
We arrived on the scene in BFE mm-hmm. to this old 1800s two-story farmhouse. The property owner was the great-great-grandson of the original owners, and he said that no one had lived in that old farmhouse for years and years. When I first got there, I noticed that the kitchen light was on, but it turned off as I was talking to the owner. The look on his face should have been a clue, but I just thought there was a burglar inside and we needed to catch them. I grabbed Rolo and we went inside to look around. Now, normally, how this works is the bad guy hides from everyone right. and won't come out. Sure. So we give them a few warnings and then the dog will just find them and bite them (laughs) so we went through the whole bit the warnings the barking and still got no response i sent rollo in to search the downstairs but he didn't find anything so we approached the stairs. At this point, I'm thinking the suspect heard us coming and was hiding. Mm-hmm. Rolo obviously felt the same way because he was super excited and barking, trying to get me to let him oh, loose. he's ready to bite somebody's face off. Oh, yeah. After several warnings, I sent Rolo up the stairs. He took off like a bat out of hell, got about halfway up, and then came to a screeching halt. Now, we had been working together for about three years at this point, and I had never seen him do that before. He turned around and ran back down, just staring at me. I was pretty confused and remember shining my light up the stairs to make sure nothing was blocking his way. I got him refocused and again sent him back up the stairs, but he did the exact same thing. At this point, I was getting irritated. Rolla's favorite thing in the (laughs) whole world is biting things. It didn't really matter what. He just enjoyed it. So the third time I sent him up, I gave him the bite command. Well, Rolo tore back up the stairs and this time made it all the way to the landing before coming to a screeching halt. I tried to call him back down, but he wouldn't budge. So up I went to see what was going on. He was growling this really low growl and his hackles were up like I've never seen before. I also noticed it was about 20 degrees colder up there than the rest of the house, which I remember thinking was weird. I shined my flashlight through the first door and saw that the entire room was lined with porcelain dolls. Oh my God. (laughs) Every single hair on my body went straight up in the air like I'd put my finger in an electrical socket. I've been scared doing this job a million times, but nothing like this. I grabbed Rolo, leashed him, and we got the hell out there. Before this, I was a big skeptic. I didn't believe in paranormal stuff at all. My wife always did, and I made fun of her. Mm-hmm. Well, never again. Well, yeah. I talked to the property owner, and he said, yeah, I should have told you that this house is weird. I thought, no shit, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the heads up, dude. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. He confirmed that at least four family members had died while inside that house, and two were from suicide. Awesome. He said it's a longstanding narrative in his family that that house is haunted, and no one ever goes inside at night or alone. I won't either, and I'm pretty sure Rolo is the same way. LOL. Anyway, I appreciate your time, and I'm sure you guys have a ton of stories to go through, but thank you for taking the time to read mine. I have two more weird stories that I'll share later if you like the Rolo stories. Absolutely, please, Jason. Take care and keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. And the reason I'm sharing this is we just got an email from Jason this week, mm. and Rolo just passed away. Oh, I know. Sad. I know. We'll share the pictures that he sent, because this is a big, beautiful boy. Oh, of course. Oh, thank you so much, Jason and your wife we really appreciate that story okay so here's another one of those old ass stories <laughs> I totally uh, totally forgot about this okay. one is from savina back in the 70s when i was about 10 years of age myself my sister and brother who were slightly older than me had been to the pictures in trim and it was late we had to walk about a mile back to the farm and on the way back it was so dark you couldn't see very very much in front of you. We had no torches, but we knew the way. So we entered the boreen, 
which was about half mile long. And on the way down, as usual, my brother and sister decided to hide on me. So they ran forward a bit and hid somewhere. I tried to look brave, so I just walked straight. Now, I did feel a weird sense of a presence beside me, or I didn't know what it was. Maybe my senses were just a bit heightened. Anyhow, I walked for about, oh, it was probably only about three minutes. Felt like half an hour. And I was waiting for my brother and sister to jump out and try and scare me like they usually did, but they didn't. And as I got further down the Boreen, I was getting a bit scared myself because they hadn't reappeared. Anyhow, that bit further down, they just came out without jumping out. And they said, are you okay? And I said, well, of course I'm okay. Why do you keep hiding on me? And they said, well, what did he say? I said, who? What are you talking about? What did the man say? I said, what man? The man that was walking beside you. I said, no man walking beside me. They said, there damn well was in a big black coat and a dark hat. So what did he say to you? And to this day, I don't know what happened. But I think there was somebody there beside me that wasn't of this world and just scared the life out of them instead of me. The end. We've ever gotten How at the end. Is that? Oh, Savina. <laughs> what a great story. Oh my gosh. Also, what is a boreen? I don't know. I'm dying to know. Uh, same. Savina, write us back. Because I don't even know how to spell it to Google it. I literally tried yesterday like two or three different spellings. No, n- no luck at boreen. all. Yeah. And again, Savina sent that back in 2020. She has probably <laughs> stopped listening to the podcast in disgust because I had not written her back. Well, hopefully you know. not. Hopefully not. Thank you so much for that, Savina. And now we're so excited. We had the opportunity to talk to Sonia O'Hara, actress, but directing the new movie Mid-Century, which you can find on demand. Thank you so much for joining the Haunted AF podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you don't look creepy at all. No, I know. (laughs) What is that about? (laughs) I know. I know. I'm like the very earnest, happy-go-lucky Canadian who just makes really dark, messed up movies. (laughs) (laughs) A Canadian that loves murder. I'm down for that. Yes. 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 We need we need more murdery Canadians. Murdery. Definitely. I didn't even yeah. realize that you were Canadian. Yes. No, I'm from a fishing village in Nova Scotia, Canada, known for our creepy lighthouses. Oh. Do you have a creepy lighthouse movie yet? I feel like that is the next thing. But right now, I'm, you know, leaving that to Robert Edgars. That was a good one. Did you yeah. like the lighthouse? People were very... I did. I mean, I thought it was insanely creepy. And I just saw The Northman, too. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I've always said if you watch The Lighthouse and pretend that it's a dark comedy, you'll like it a lot more. Well, that's hilarious. I can totally see that. Yeah. Just like a buddy comedy. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I am so wildly impressed. Got this notice about your new film. It's called Mid-Century, starring Bruce Dern, Shane West, Stephen Lang, like all these great people. Great people. And it's directed by Sonia O'Hara. And I was like, hell yes, it's directed by a woman. That's Love badass. It. With these really strong male personalities too. And they were so cool on set. Like they were the most welcoming, supportive, like what's your vision? There was no like toxic masculinity or posturing or any of it. Like everyone was just really excited to like hear what I had to say and to work with me. Like I had 
had all this fear going into it. Oh, and wow. it was such a positive experience, which you do not always have. So just yeah. to give everybody an idea. So the basic premise of mid-century, your film, it's this mm-hmm. couple, Shane West. So they rent this VRBO or it's right. a rental house. And it's this beautiful, famous mid-century modern home. Oh, it's gorgeous. Which ends up being the site of all kinds of horrible things. It's haunted. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this house. Right. It's like the house is a character in the film itself. That's exactly what it is. Yes. We wanted the house to sort of have that like heartbeat and feeling that even before we're like doing jump scares or anything, like you just kind of know that something's off. Like the paintings in the beginning, when Mm -hmm. you go in the house and you see these like deranged, like messed up paintings, and it just feels like the house is sort of like swallowing you in or seducing you. And I wanted to really like play with that motif. I'm obsessed with mid-century anything. I actually own a mid-century house. So when I, I do a 1964 mid-century here in, uh, in Richardson, Texas, somebody, I guess the writer that is the one who owns this house? Yeah, the writer owns this crazy house. And he was like, well, maybe it's not big enough. Maybe we need to rent another house for the shoot. And I saw it and I was like, no, this house is gorgeous. And weirdly, I grew up being obsessed with mid-century homes and had a picture of the famous stall house, you know, with all the Hollywood lights. Like that was up on my bedroom wall in Canada as a child for some weird reason because it represented like the Hollywood dream for me. And now to like make a movie that's entirely in one of these weird houses and shooting the reflections and the weird corridors... It was just so cool. I did wonder though. So Mike, he wrote the screenplay, right? Yeah, he did so much. And he's like a bad guy in the movie too, right? Nothing like that in real life. Like it's really funny seeing him play such like a super predator creepster on camera. Yeah. Like people doubted he could pull it off. And I just like knew immediately. I was like, no, that's in you. Like you have your American psycho character within you. Like we all do. I feel like we should check Mike's backyard though. Totally. Like there, <laughs> yeah. I, there, you never know. there might be a couple like dark secrets in that man's if you could write a script like that. So yeah. you clearly have had, you know, a fascination with creepy stuff. Um, yeah. You did it. No, t- this isn't a one-off for me. Like no. I'm obsessed with like just slightly like off dark cerebral weirdness. Like that's always been my MO. What was your inspiration? Did you have something happen in your past? You got a ghost story for us? I do. I mean, like I've worked as an actor my whole life and sometimes they just sort of like put you in a haunted house. Like this happens more than you would know where they're like, yeah, like, you know, this place that we rented, it may potentially be haunted but like it's cool like that's gonna be like you're holding and you're like okay and I was shooting this movie in Brooklyn a few years ago and it was one of those days that like you're standing like in a mound of snow and like your feet are actually freezing as an actor and I'm playing a pregnant girl like this giant pregnancy belly and she's like this Adderall popping character oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like okay if the actors can just stay in the house while the crew like they were lighting something but they were out of the house and I was just wandering around this place and it was a, a an abandoned monastery. Yeah. And I went downstairs one day and I was like in the restroom, like getting hair and makeup and stuff. And I was like alone. And I just heard like footsteps. And I thought maybe the crew had came in and they needed me back to set. And I'm not somebody who, even though I make creepy ass movies, (laughs) I'm not somebody who's necessarily ever had something paranormal happen. But I ended up hearing just like giggling, like laughing. And I thought like the crew was messing with me. And I was like, guys, like, I'm one, like, it's not going to work. And I heard footsteps in the stall next to me. And I swear to God, like I have little nieces and nephews that are like six years old and it sounded just like small children. And I heard some sort of like giggly playfulness. Like it didn't necessarily sound sinister, but I ran the hell out of that bathroom and there was no one in the house, like no one in the whole monastery. I was alone. So like, I've always 
always wondered like what I heard, like if somebody was pranking me, like no one has owned it, but I legit heard demonic children laughing. Dude, okay. Surely by now, if they were pranking you, somebody Somebody. spilled the beans. Somebody. It was weird. There's something about just the whole idea of renting a place, you Mm -hmm. know, rental houses. And don't we all have that your first night there, especially when it's really old? Yeah. And you have that what if moment, Mm -hmm. you know? I've had that like laying awake half the damn night because we always end up, we're traveling with teenage girls, you know, my daughters. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always terrified. I'm convinced everybody is a sex trafficker. I'll just, I'm going to say that out loud. It's true. I every documentary I watch. Well, so, in, in yeah. all honesty, we've just had a weird influx of the sex trafficking stuff here in Dallas. That oh, sounds so bad, but, but I can understand. It is true. It's just been bad lately. Yeah, I literally think that at all times, but especially in the VRBOs, because someone else out there has a key to your place. You right? know? Ew. Why would you tell people that? Yeah, so it's like you're putting a oh. whole lot of trust. So there's the basic trust that you're putting out there Mm -hmm. the belief that they're not murderous assholes that are going to sneak in and steal your daughters in the Mm -hmm. middle of the night or that it's haunted right right and i don't know which is worse because sometimes i'm like okay are you recording me like are you a creepy person who has like a camera above the bed or are there like you know the spirits of like some undead human in this place that's going to give me the heebie-jeebies all night and watch me like either way (laughs) i think i would take the heebie-jeebie ghost as opposed to like a real person watching me at night so we stayed in Georgetown last year in this old place. It was just dingy, but it was right on this strip. For some reason, the bathroom door would lock you in every now and nope. then. And the only way you could get out is someone, yeah, someone would have to open the door for you. So your little two o'clock in the morning bathroom breaks, you would get locked and it would just be the doorknob would just start spinning, which I'm sure it was just broken, you know? It's like a longer explanation, potentially. Like, still- wait, hold on. How fast was it spinning? No, no. Oh, Not like spinning on its own. Like when you would try to open the door, it wouldn't catch and open for you. So you'd have to like start pounding on the walls and someone would have to get out of bed and come and get you out of the bathroom. Just checking. But I thought about that later. It's like, (laughs) what the hell was going on in that house? Because after that, the door would work totally fine again. And it seemed to only happen in the middle of the night. Sounds like you got mid-centuried. What's with everything happening in bathrooms? It's always the most off-putting place to like be haunted. And yet, you know, so many stories. We have gotten so many stories of bathrooms or like while people are trying to have sex um it's like they're in the most inopportune time for a ghost to like sneak up on you is when it happens i would like to do a tour of haunted bathrooms at some point in time i think that would be really fun sure i'd be down for that so now you've got this feature movie mid-century so exciting with big name stars and everything what's next for sonia o'hara i just signed on to direct a horror movie in canada so it'll be my first movie that i'm going to shoot in my homeland and for that one i'm directing and acting in it and my show doomsday that i wrote and directed and starred and was picked up by Shudder. Oh, we love Shudder. Congratulations. So exciting. So it's a bunch of things all at once, which is really cool. Please do us a favor. Stay in touch. Keep us posted on what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Next time you're in a haunted bathroom and, you know, creepy. I'll call you guys. Yeah, please. (laughs) Yes, yes. Sonia O'Hara, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Have a great day, guys. All right, y'all. Don't forget, we are still posting exclusive content on the Haunted AF Patreon page. You can find us at patreon.com slash haunted AF. And we are collecting stories now for season eight. That's going to launch on August 4th. So if you have a story that you've been sitting on, please send it to us. If you're visiting your grandparents and Meemaw starts telling that story that you love, whip out your phone, record that stuff, and then send it to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use it in season eight of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever.
wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 